receive that word, Lord. And the Holy Spirit continues to be poured out on us as we, as we uh, turn to the word in just a moment. Word and spirit, releasing of miracles. Want to say welcome to all, our, all of our visitors today. We have several from out of town, Pastor Allen and Carrie Dyson from Fruita, Colorado. Wave at us. There they are. Glad to have you guys with us today. And of course, Jessica Murphy from Bakersfield area, California, was uh, baptized earlier with her family, kids. Yeah, Jessica. Bakersfield, California. So Colorado and, Cal and California. And Virginia Grimes, our good friend, uh, back after from Fort Worth. From Fort Worth, Texas, wave at us, Virginia, there she is, so glad to see you, have you worship with us. And Charity Mainwaring and her, her family from Santa Barbara, California are with us today. Charity's going to come up and say a greeting, give a greeting. And um, anyone else from out of town here? Glad to welcome all of our visitors today, locally or, or beyond our borders. One thing about Charity, two things, well, there's several things I could say that I appreciate about Charity. One is she's an amazing daughter. Yeah, that's right. Giving Brenda and I really some wonderful grandkids. And, you know, Charity was in sixth grade when she was on the worship band, started on the worship band at New Song Church. When we first planted the church, she was 12 years old and, and was on the worship band and uh, ended up being part of a team at Biola. Um, university um, leading worship there to thousands of students in one one shot and you know it's just amazing to me that she just yesterday celebrated with her friends a 20th year uh, reunion from Cascade Christian High School that just seems like crazy but give greeting from give greeting charity hello new song always love you so much to to be a new song is to be at home so, and I love all of your faces. I have such affection in my heart for you. And I didn't know I was going to have to do a greeting because I figured my kids jumping on the stage and playing the congas and running across the front would be enough of a greeting. <laughs> We're here. We're back. <laughs> Always dramatically. But it's, it's good to see you. We're doing well. Tim is finishing up his PhD um, at UCSB in Santa Barbara. And I am working part-time, taking care of the kids, homeschooling, and... Um, I just launched a YouTube channel on brave women from history. So those are some of the highlights of what's going on that's good in our lives right now. But greetings from Santa Barbara and love to you all. Brave women from history. That sounds like a good one. So we should all check it out and like it, huh? Sounds very good. Very, very cool. Thank you, Charity. Really excited about the ministry today. We got, a, we got an appetizer for it last night, Saturday night. Miguel Zayas has, uh, he pastored for years in New Jersey, speaking of out of state, and uh, moved to the West Coast and has an apostolic ministry in churches throughout the Pacific Northwest now. And uh, when he's not out traveling ministering, he's most often here at New Song. We're really, really honored to have uh, uh, Miguel and Rosa be a part of our fellowship. And Miguel... Um, in the wake of his life has miracles continually always and evermore and it's going to continue today give a warm welcome to miguel zayas healing revivalist apostle Hallelujah. bless us you're with the word and spirit today miguel. amen 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 hallelujah praise god god is good isn't he Hallelujah. How many of you are hungry for the Lord? And, and I, I believe no one is satisfied. If you're satisfied, something is wrong with you. You've got to be always hungry for God. There is more to God than what you and I could think or imagine. It's never enough. I'm still so hungry for God. I started 49 years ago. And I'm still, I'm more hungry now than when I first began. Because it's every day something new about God. And I can't just be satisfied. And I know today something good is going to happen today in this place. Now expect God to touch you. Before I begin, I want to let you know, some of you will be healed just by sharing the word. Amen. 
without me laying hands on you. And I put a disclaimer right away. I do not heal anybody. Jesus is the one who heals. I'm just an instrument, okay? So when people start looking at you and they want to put you in a pedestal, and I don't like it. I don't want to be any place. I want to always lift him up. Because there's something about Jesus. There's something good about him. And his love for us. That surpasses everything. 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 Let's just pray. Thank you, Father. For today. We bless you. We honor you. We magnify your name. Holy Spirit. Do what you like to do best. And I thank you for your presence. Thank you for this anointing. And we bless you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Today I will speak to you with God and us do. Where do you put your tent or your heart? Where do you put your tent? Where do you put your heart? It's so crucial. Many people come to church, but their heart is far away from the things of God. I have encountered through the course of the years, people come, they believe they are Christians, but in reality they are not. They know the language. I was there. I knew the language. Christianese. I knew the mannerism, but my heart was not born again. I was not born again until I was many years ago <laughs> that I received Jesus Christ into my heart. And my life was changed forevermore, and I don't want anything to do with the world. I'm done with the things of the world. I just want God, what he has for me. We're going to go through some scripture verses, but the basis for our scripture verse is, if you have a Bible, by the way, anytime I come to minister a place, next time, bring your Bible. Okay? The reason is, I might give you one verse, and that's it. I'd rather you read it yourself from the scriptures. Exodus 33, verse 7. Moses took his tent and pitched it outside the camp, far from the camp, and called it the tabernacle of meeting. He put his tent, but... You need to understand why did Moses put the tent outside the camp. The camp is where the God's people were camping there. This is where they were, the Jewish nation. But there was an, an occasion that he had to put his tent far away from it. And it was a reason why he did that. There was a Tremendous reason why he put his tent far away. It was not just, I wanted to do this. He had to do it. And there are times in your life, in my life, that you and I, we have to put our tent far away from the camp. Far away from sin. Far away from the world. Far away from the things that pulled you away from God so that you could be closer to God. See, there were no houses as we know it now. They were in the desert. So the tent was his house. He put his tent far away from sin. I'll show you from the scriptures the sin that they had committed. God took his people from the land of Egypt. It's the top of the world. But then he had to put it 
took them out from the world and their tendency was to go back to the things of the world. God t- took you from the things of the world. And your tendency at times will be to go back to the things of the world. The things that you enjoy in the world. That has nothing to do. You have a new life in Jesus Christ. But I want to give you. This is just the verse that we are going to look at it. And find out why he put it away. In the book of Genesis chapter 13. This is a. A type or place when God had called Abram. That's before he changed his name to Abraham. And Abraham was hum. That was the breath of God to came to an old man to become a father of many nations. It was Abram, not children. But when God breathed on him, Abraham, it was the breath of God that came to him to change his name. And for Evermore, he changed his own name. He said, my name is Abraham, father of many nations. He had no children. He saw himself the way God saw him. You and I as believers, we have to see ourselves the way God sees you. Not the way you see yourself, but the way he sees you. What he says about you in the word. And there, when God called Abram out of the Chaldeans, out of what today is a country that is all Muslims, Iraq, called him out of there, he came, and there was God. And when he called him, you know, the calling of God are very personal. God calls every one of you personally. He knows your name. He knows your address. He knows your phone number. He knows your Gmail. He knows everything about you. Everything. So he called him. But then one of his family members got attached to him. His name was Lot. See, God did not call Lot, he called Abram. There are times to call and people get attached to you. He knew there was something about his uncle. So he went with his uncle. But they were so wealthy, they were growing up, both of them, become very, they became very wealthy. And all these things, they didn't have... Enough grass to feed all the animals. And there are times in your life when God calls you, you have to be aware of things. Because when God calls you, when it looks impossible, when it looks that there is not enough for you, God comes through and makes it things possible. But there was a time in chapter 13 of Genesis that they had to divide themselves. And Lord look. And he saw the green grass. He saw the, so he decided to go by the green grass. To feed all his animals. It was a valley. But that grass in that valley was closer to Gomorrah. And so he started by feeding the green, the animals in the valley, the green grass. And at times the grass looks greener on the other side, but it's not. So he went over there. And before you know, he was in Gomorrah, in the city. That's before God destroyed the city. It was a separation. It is so fascinating. This is your homework. Got to read it. He's so fascinating that when he saw it, it was separation, then God said to Abraham, Now I am going to reveal to you look north, look south, look east, look west, and every land that you see, it is yours forever. God gave the land of Israel 
to the Jewish people, no one will take it away from them. It is God's property. So there was a separation. And when you separate yourself, oh, they took away them. When you separate yourself, God starts revealing things to you. You calling. So he did. But there was another occasion. See, this is just, I want to walk you so that you can understand why did Moses set his tabernacle away from the camp. In Exodus 24, I'm going to read a couple of verses there because this is so interesting, this chapter. And many of us, we have read the Bible and you read the Bible and at times you go so fast that you pass, you go so quickly you don't understand. In chapter 24 of Exodus, God told Moses to tell his brother Aaron, Aaron's two sons, the two oldest ones, and 70 elders to go up to the mountain of God. So they went up to the mountain. Now, you're talking 70 elders, Moses, Aaron, his two sons, and there was another individual that never left Moses' side. Joshua. Joshua was always by Moses. So they went up to the mountain and Exodus 24 verse 10 it says and they saw the God of Israel. They saw God. Every one of them they saw the God of Israel. Not only that it goes on and there was on the his feet as it were a paved work of sapphire stone. And it was like the very heavens in its clarity. So there is our Lord Jesus Christ showing up. Under his feet it was just like crystal clear, sapphire stone, everything so clear. And they were there with him. Verse 11, in the last end of verse 11 said, So they saw God, and they ate and drank. I don't know about you, but I get excited knowing that they saw God, and God allowed them to eat and drink in his presence. See, when you separate yourself, from the things of the world. When you in your house, you have your place of prayer. When you have a place in your house where you seek God. God will show up with you. To talk to you. To reveal his word to you. To reveal himself to you. To give you revelations of the things of God. But you have to take that time to be with him. It's not just half-hearted, you know, I go to church and, and, and that's it. No, it's seven days a week. Amen. It gets very quiet all of a sudden. <laughs> you see, these are things that happen when you separate yourself. When you have to take, you yourself could take a room in your house and be your prayer closet. When you enter, it's you and God. No, your spouse, no, your friends, no, your relatives, no one. You and God. You talk to Him. You read His Word. You allow Him to speak to you. Because God wants to speak to you personally, He wants to reveal His Word to you so you can have revelation who He is. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Preach it, Miguel. All right. I'll do that. You know, in the South, they're preaching. 
They take the handkerchief, they go, Richard, brother. <laughs> so, there we go. Now I'm home. Another thing, a facet of this scripture verse, why he did that. And uh, Exodus 32. In Exodus 32, uh, I have this thing in mind. They are up in the mountain. But then Aaron decided to go back down to where the people were. Why couldn't he stay a little bit longer in the presence of God? See, his heart was for the people. His heart was not really for God. And even though he did that, God had mercy on him. He made him a high priest. But then in chapter 32, something happened. He comes down, Aaron and the 70 elders, they come down. His two sons, they all come down. Only Moses and Joshua stay up there. Then God told Moses, come on up higher. See, God takes you from glory to glory. To glory. To glory. Hallelujah. So, the others come down. The people wanted a God when Moses stayed there a little bit longer than usual. And there are times that you might have to stay a little bit longer than usual in your prayer closet. I'll give you 15 minutes. And God said, no, that's not enough. Let's stay an hour. Let's stay two hours. Let's stay three hours. And before you know, you, the whole day passes and you have no idea what the world, what the, happened to the day because you're in his presence. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Puerto Rican in me is coming out. Okay, so. So they are there. The people ask, make us a God. Make us a God. And they put pressure on Aaron. Just think for a second. How could it be that you have been with God? You have seen him. Ate and drank in his presence. And the people are telling you, do this for us. Which is contrary to what God wants to do for you. Makes no sense. God over there tells Moses, Moses, get down fast. My people are doing something that I don't like it. What do they do? Aaron asked the people, give us the gold. And he fashioned a calf made out of gold. That's one of the gods of Egypt. See, God was able to take them out of Egypt, but it was so difficult for him to take Egypt out of them. And that's why you and I must cut things off from our lives. Take the Egypt out of you. Take the things of the world out of you. Allow God to get closer to you, and you get closer to God. There's nothing in the world for you. Sorry. So they made a molded calf and they worship that molded calf. They did not worship their God in the desert. God called them to worship. They did not, but they worship a statue that could not hear, could not talk, could not see, could do nothing. But they did not worship the God of heaven. They're gone. Now it goes on. Moses comes. 
That's his brother. That's his oldest brother. <clears throat> I could imagine, <clears throat> and I, I could imagine Moses. Uh, I'm from the New York area, lived many years there, and uh, there's a lot of Jewish people there in, New York, in that area. There are many, I think, I, probably might be more Jewish people there than in Egypt, I mean, than in Israel. <clears throat> That's how many there are. So I dealt with this situation. So I could imagine Moses coming down, saying to him, this is my uh, expression of saying, okay? Hey, brother, what's going on with you? How could you do that? You were with God. You were in his presence. You were in his presence. How could you do this? And the the worst excuse the Moses heard, I just threw the gold into the fire and this thing's pop up. <laughs> Come on, give me a break. This is a bottle of water for me. Thank you. Oh, thank you. So, excuse me, but I need to have some water. So what happened is that this thing came off. Moses did something that some of you might not do it, but he did it. He burned that thing. And after he pulverized it, burned it, put it in the water, and now he said, you want you got? Drink it. Drink that statue. Drink that gold. I want to show you something. I don't drink that. That's why that scripture verse had a ta-da, comes. After that sin, no wonder Moses had to put his tent away from the sin. He had to be separated unto God. And that tent of meeting, that's before the tabernacle was done. In that tent of meeting, every time Moses went there, that pillar of fire and that cloud of glory would show up. And God spoke to him face to face. So when you're in your house, you have a place of meeting between you and God. God, don't be surprised. He will speak to you face to face he will be with clarity he will give you an insight of himself he will speak to you the things to come he will reveal to you things that you never knew in your life God will speak to you and every time he went there Moses the glory of God he says the Bible says that the cloud of glory covered protected Moses by the entrance so nobody could come in Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And the people went to the entrance of their tents and they started looking at it. Yes. That's the God who is alive. That's the God you and I serve. Our God is not a statue. Our God is not a thing. Our God is a person who is alive forevermore. And if you trust your life to him, he will see you through as never before. We sang a song today. We sang that song. He is the God of miracles. Yes, he is the God of miracles. I have seen miracles for 49 years. I have seen miracles after miracles after miracles. And God has never changed. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. If he did it in the past, he could do it today. If he did it with somebody else, he will do it to you. Today is your day. Today is your day. Hallelujah. That's the God that we serve. And this is all from the Old Testament. People say, oh, that's the Old Testament. Fine. I'll show you something from the New Testament. So you could understand the importance of taking sin out of your life. As a matter of fact, the Bible says, Paul wrote to the Ephesian church. It says, put off and put on. 
God doesn't do that for you. You do it yourself. You put off the things that don't belong in your life. You put them off. You're seeing different magazines that are not proper. Take them off. You know the best thing you do? Rip them and burn them. I say, he says, you know, people at time, they used to say to me, I want to stop smoking. I said, okay, fine, no problem. And I will say to them, you have any cigarettes with you? Yeah, let me have them. <laughs> you know what I would do in front of them? Crush them. Put them in the trash. No, you don't have to buy any more. You are set free. There are certain things that you have to do it. I, I look nice, but when it comes to these things, I'm in business. I'm not going to compromise with no one. So anyway, the New Testament. In the book of Mark, chapter 5, there was a thing that Jesus himself the importance of putting sin away. Mark chapter 5, there was an incident. Jairus was a leader of the synagogue. And uh, he came to Jesus. He had one child, one daughter. That's it. Very sick. He came to Jesus. He prostrated himself at the feet of Jesus and worshiped. See the importance of worship? He bowed himself and worshiped and said to Jesus, I have one daughter. I want you to come to my house and heal her. And Jesus went there with him. See, worship leads you to a place higher. You might bow yourself on your knees, but you don't realize the moment you go on your knees, you're going higher. You're not going down, you're going higher. Hallelujah. So he went to his house. Jesus, there was a lot of wailing, a lot of screaming and crying and all these things. What was a lot of unbelief? Jesus put unbelief out of the house. He was about to do something. And unbelief doesn't have any place. See, importance for you and I is to believe the word. To believe what Jesus said. You might not understand everything. I don't. But I believe. I believe. I believe. So the moment he put all the unbelievers out of the equation. He took his mom and dad. The little girl's mom and dad. And took the disciples with him. The disciples. See the prayer was not a long prayer. Little girl, arise. What is the little girl? She had no choice but to get up because the master said so. So sometimes you want a long prayer. You don't need a long prayer. You just need to believe that God will do it. The moment you believe, all things are possible. The little girl got up. Hallelujah. Do you believe? Do you believe that God today will do a miracle for you? Let me give you a difference so you can understand. Because at times people get disappointed. There are miracles and there are healings. Okay? Miracles is instantly. Healings, it's a process. So you need to be aware of that. Now what happens, you as believers need to understand something very clear. Very clear. That as we pray for you today, whether you get your miracle or your healing, stand in the word. Stay in the word. Stay in the believing part. Because the 
The devil will like to rob that from you. But if you stay in what the promise, what Jesus did for you on the cross, he did it all for you on Calvary's cross. He said, it is finished. Hallelujah. There is no sickness can stay in your body. There is no disease can stay in your body. Nothing. But you must believe. You must believe. When I lay hands on people, I have no doubts in my life that the moment these two hands touch the person, that person will be healed completely by the power of God. Not by me, but by him. For he is the healer. He is the deliverer. He is the one, the provider. He is the one who does everything. I cannot heal anyone. But I give always the glory to Jesus. Because he is my healer. He is the provider. So when the grass looks green on the other side, not necessary, you have to check your eyesight. They are not green. Hallelujah. No matter where you are in life, if you are in the center, in the perfect will of God, He will see you through. He will provide. No matter what situation looks outside. When Peter walked on the water, I'm going to throw this at you. When he walked on the water, he kept his eyes on the Lord. The waves were there. The wind was there. But he walked on the water. The moment he took his eyes off Jesus, he went down. And the moment you and I, you could have all situations around. You could have the COVID. You could have this. You could have that. If you keep your eyes on Jesus Christ, he will see you through. You will walk to the other side. Whatever God is leading you, you will be able to get there. Hallelujah. Not because of yourself, but because of him. Who calls you. But how do I begin this thing? How do I start this thing? First of all the first thing that you must do. If you are not a born again believer. You must surrender your life to Jesus Christ. He paid it all on the cross. See I was in church. But I was not saved. And some people are in church. But they are not saved. You have to have a personal encounter with the living God. Church doesn't save anybody. Any pastor, any evangelist, any prophets, any, any, anyone else could not save you. Only Jesus Christ can save you. He is the only one. He is the one who went to the cross. I'm not going to the cross for anybody. Sorry. He did it already. Why should I go? Uh-uh. If you're looking at me for that, oh, sorry. Don't look this way. Look to Jesus. When you are there at home, I will have good news for you. If you don't know Jesus Christ, today you could receive Jesus Christ. He paid it all on the cross. You just have to believe and receive him by faith. He come in, give you brand new life. Hallelujah. So I'm going to ask every one of you, do you know Jesus? Do you know him? That if today is your last day on planet earth, that you will be with him instantly. Hallelujah. If not, you must surrender your life to the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't go home the same way that you came in. Or perhaps you have been in church. You're saved. You love Jesus. But things have happened in your life that 
distracted you and you are seeing yourself more in the camp than with him. You must surrender to Jesus also. Give it all to him. What does he have to offer you? Oh, tremendous things. And at the end, eternal life to walk with him forever and ever. Forever and ever and ever. See, I know that the day that my eyes close and my heart stops pumping blood, at that very instant, I will be with him forever. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And I want everyone here to experience the same thing. Hallelujah. No matter who you are, no matter who you are, no matter where you come from. Hallelujah. If not, everybody's safe. I'm so happy for you. But I will put a challenge to you. Next time, when you come to church, bring somebody who's not safe. Bring someone. What do they have to lose? Sin. Hallelujah. Right? Sin. That's all they have to lose. What do they have to gain? Oh, starting with eternal life. And the goodness of God and the mercy of God. And the presence of God. No matter where you go, he is there with you. Remember, Jesus is inside of you. I'm going to throw this. i got a few minutes left. I'm going to throw this to you so you could understand. The creator of heaven and earth, the one who made everything visible and invisible, when God the Father said, let there be light, it was the Holy Spirit who made the light. When God created the animals and all the birds and everything, he said the Holy Spirit did. The same Holy Spirit that raised Jesus from the dead, that's the same one. It is that same Holy Spirit who is inside of you. You don't realize it. The same Holy Spirit who created everything is the same Holy Spirit that is inside of you. What are the potentials that are in you? The Bible says, Greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. The greater one is in you. If you could realize that God is in you, the power of the living God is in you, you will walk differently. You will talk differently. You will do things differently because he is in you to create things and to do things for his glory. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Man, stop that clock. I'm just beginning. Hallelujah. The best is yet to come. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Excuse me, but I have to have some more water. Now, I'm going to be praying for you. I did it a little bit different last night. But God will speak through words of knowledge. You know what words of knowledge are, right? You're aware of that? Yes. If not, you will find out today. <laughs> At times, God reveals and speaks to me and reveals things that you just... It's between you and God. And God somehow exposes things, things to, for your benefit. Okay? It's nothing. He's not going to tell me things that are, that are nobody's business. Not even my business. 
where he wants to reveal his things to how he could touch you and minister to you and heal you. Okay? Is that fair enough? Understood? Everybody understood? We're in the same page? Good. Let's pray. Thank you, Father, for today. Thank you for what you're about to do now. We bless you, Lord. We honor you. We glorify your name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Holy Spirit. When I mention something, if that's you, I want you to raise your hand and let me know. That's you. Okay? Fair? Look this way. I'm watching you. Somebody has a problem with one of your knees. Could you please let me know? Get up. Your knees. Get up. You got a problem with two knees? Get up. Get double portion. (laughs) Hallelujah. You had a problem with your knee too? No? Okay, it was him only. So you were raising his hand for him. Okay. That's why he said two knees, so. Watch. Even me, I don't have to lay hands on you, okay? I don't have to lay hands on you because I'm on the healer. In the name of Jesus Christ, I speak to your knees. Be made whole. Every part of your knees to be made whole right now. In Jesus' name, move your knees. Do something you cannot do before. Do it. Do it. Don't be afraid. Knee. Okay, good. Do something. Hallelujah. Somebody else has a problem. One of your shoulders. I want you to get up. One of your shoulders. Two shoulders. Oh my Lord. Do you want an overhaul? Okay. Your shoulders. In the name of Jesus Christ, let the power of God touch you right now. In Jesus' name, be made whole. Move your arm, move everything, move it. It's free, it's free. Move it. Don't be afraid. Starts with a little bit. You gotta crank it up. You haven't moved it in a while. Do some exercise. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you. Somebody has a heart condition. You have a heart problem. I want you to get up. This is very serious. You got a heart condition. You, you, brother, come over here. <clears throat> Somebody, per- okay, at home. Whoever it is, in the name of Jesus Christ. You that are home, you have a heart condition. I speak to your heart to be made whole in the name of Jesus Christ. And I thank you, Father, for healing this person in Jesus' name. Amen. I need you, my brother. I need you. Is it okay if I come down here? Is it okay now? Good, I'm good. All right. Face me and just watch him in the back. You don't have to lay down. I mean, you don't have to fall down. But in the event, I want to have somebody behind him. Be healed in Jesus' name. Be made whole in Jesus' name. Be made whole in Jesus' name. It's all right. Somebody's behind you. You want to get drunk in the Holy Ghost? Absolutely. Touch him, God. Give him no wine. Hallelujah. Somebody has a ear. Something is wrong with you. Hear it. I don't know if, if it is an infection or something is going on with your ears. You too? Oh, my Lord. <laughs> Jesus, get him. Get him, Lord. 
How's your ears? Could you hear me? You can hear me. Okay. Could you hear me? You can. Beautiful. Enjoy health. Hallelujah. Somebody goes through headaches. I don't know if it is migrant headaches, but you, when you get your headaches, they're... Go get him, God. Go get him. Allergies. Stand up. God is healing allergies. Allergies. There's several people with allergies. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. I tell you what I'm going to do. I have plenty of time. Every one of your allergies, line up over here. I'm going to do something unusual. Hallelujah. So, hallelujah. He is the God of miracles, isn't he? That's what we sang. He's the God of miracles. Come a little bit closer to me. Uh, yeah, my brother. I'm going to help you. I need your help too. Could you help me also? Now, you go behind them. Don't touch them. Just be behind them, and in the event that they fall, you could catch them. So there's going to be somebody behind you, okay? So relax. Just relax. It's not. Remember, I'm not the healer. I take authority over every allergy. Over every allergy. I take authority over allergies in the name of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Jesus. Jesus. Allergies to leave her body right now. Jesus. Touch her. Allergies to go. Allergies. I rebuke you in Jesus' name. Be made whole. Leave her body right now. Leave her body right now in the name of Jesus. Leave her body right now in Jesus' name. Receive in Jesus' name. Receive in Jesus' name. Let every allergy, let her go. Let them go in Jesus' name. Let the allergies disappear right now in the name of Jesus. I rebuke allergies in Jesus' name. You don't have to hold on to me. I don't. I rebuke allergies in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory. Glory. Ankles. You got a problem with your ankles. Get up. Come over. Come on this side. Problems with your ankles, please. He is the God of miracles, isn't he? As a matter of fact, I tell you what. Could you come and sing that song, the God of miracles? And where is your keyboard player? Okay, the keyboard player. No, no, here, here. Brother, come over here. Get over here. Okay, good. Hallelujah. You'll get your miracles. And let, let them sing. He's the God of miracles. Hallelujah. This is nothing what God is going to be doing more and more. Hallelujah. We're just beginning. We are just beginning. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Let me tell you one thing. Ankles. I, you have problem with the ankles too? No. No. Okay. You. You, 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 you. One, two, three, four, five, six. Okay. I want to let you know the moment I lay hands on you, something's going to happen to your ankles. Okay. Are you with me? 
Are you with me? Are you with me? Something is going to happen to your ankles. They're going to start cracking and they're going to go into place, okay? Hallelujah. I believe in miracles. Let the ankles be made whole completely right now. In Jesus' name. Ankles to be made whole right now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Do something you cannot do it. Surrender. I believe in you. Are you born again, believer? Whoa, there we go. It's okay. It's all right. It's just God. I don't do anything. No, don't worry. I'm not touching you. Get it, Lord. Get it. him God let the ankles be made whole completely in Jesus name I rebuke this thing let the ankles be made whole in Jesus name I rebuke this thing in Jesus name hallelujah glory Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Yes. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Your elbows. Somebody has problem with your elbows. I want you to come. Something with your elbows. God is going to heal your elbows completely. Hallelujah. God is going to do it. Watch you, Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. You're the God of Thank you, Lord. The elbows be made whole in I Jesus' name. In you. Move. I believe in you. You're the God of miracles. I believe Fire, oh God. in you. I believe in you. You're the God of the elbows be made whole right now in the name of Jesus I speak healing your elbows right now in Jesus name be made whole move it move it hallelujah I'm just beginning hallelujah glory to God this is when the fire comes hallelujah oh glory oh glory oh glory I want to know somebody you want the fire of the Holy Ghost you're tired of your life the way it is it's like a hum and drum it's oh you're tired of this you want a touch from God of fire I want you to come there's a fire glory over here there's something is going on Something is going on. Hallelujah. I see the glory of God showing up. I see the glory of God just showing up. Hallelujah. You're tired of your life. You don't want more of God. I see the glory of God here now. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Oh, glory. Oh, glory. Touch her, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. There's more to God. 
It's more to God. I don't even have to touch you. It's the glory of God will touch you. God Himself, He will touch you. God will touch you. God will touch you. Hallelujah. Brother, I need you. I need you back here. I'm going to put you to work. Don't close your eyes. Watch. Walk with me, okay? Walk. Walk with me. I'm saying walk with me. Be behind him, but don't close your eyes. Very important. See each other again. Raise your hands. There's somebody behind you, okay? Touch her. Let the fire of God touch her now. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Fire of the Holy Ghost. hands. Fire the Holy Ghost. Fire the Holy Ghost. Fire the Holy Ghost. Fire the Holy Ghost. Fire. Fire the Holy Ghost. Fire the Holy Ghost. We're going to keep this going this morning. God's doing some cool stuff. And, uh, but, but, Fire the don't get your kids from the Sunday school, from the kids' ministries, bring them in here. They can be here. The kids Fire the Holy can be Ghost. here. They can get blessed and prayed for. We're going to continue this. Fire. We're going to be uh, officially over for those that you need to leave. God bless you as you go. But if you, uh, if you can Fire the Holy Ghost. receive this anointing, what happened to you here? go get your kids. Uh, give you deliverance to hand. the teachers. Yeah. <laughs> Touch Bring the kids in here. The kids can Touch have the power of God right now. Right now. Let the fire of the Holy Ghost. Let's continue. Touch her, Father. Fire of God. Fire of God. Fire. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Thank you, Lord. It's okay. Somebody is behind you. Holy Spirit is touching you, young lady. The Holy Ghost is touching you. That's all it is. Get it, Lord. Get it, Lord. Hallelujah. Come closer to me. Lord, I don't want you to step on the door. Fire of God. Okay, he's gonna catch up. Fire the Holy Ghost! Fire for my brother. In the name of Jesus, let the fire of the Holy Ghost take him to the next level, Father God, in you. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What you pray for. Come this face this way. Somebody behind you. Fire of God, touch her. Fire to fall on her now. Now. Fire of the Holy Ghost, touch him. Touch him, God. In Jesus' name, let the fire touch him. In the name of Jesus. Woo! Go ahead and laugh. 
for it. Go, girl. Yes, fire, fire, fire of the Holy Ghost. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Touch her. Hallelujah. Alright. Alright. Come here. Raise your hand. You need a touch from God, don't you? Hallelujah. eyes on the Lord. Touch the Lord. Fire the Holy Ghost. Keep your eyes on the Lord. Fire the Holy Ghost. Fire. Fire God. Fire the Holy Ghost. Touch it. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You need more from God. Huh? You want more from God? Is that what you look over here? Okay. Good. Hallelujah. No, no. Both of you. Hallelujah. Stay there with her. Fire of the Holy Ghost. Touch her now. Touch her now. In the name of Jesus, glory.